0: sing praises to you. So wonderful. Well, have you had a good Sunday so far? Praise the Lord. So good. I'm just looking around. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to continue from this morning. How many of you received something? How many of you love the Lord? I know you do. Praise the Lord. Jesus. Open your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, Glory to, God. to God. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. I sing, pray. Happy birthday, Beatrice. Give it up for Beatrice. Have a birthday. Anybody else having a birthday today? Really? Mira. Happy birthday, Sister Yolanda. There's your gift right there, Mr. Esteban. <laughs> Hallelujah. What a blessing. Amen. A birthday is not to be taken for granted. You've been gifted another year. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 3, when you finally say amen, I'm going to continue from this morning. And as I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, anointed to see what the Lord is saying. Amen. Amen. You've got to be able to see what God is saying. Hallelujah. Not just hear, but see. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> and so, I'm not going to repeat myself, because I do a lot, but I pray that you've captured the important... que romántico. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. that how important it is to build build say build and grow in your confident trust in the Lord amen Amen. because it's not just automatic it's planted in you you're born of God the love of God is in you but you must grow you must grow the Bible says that we must grow in this love and we do it through relationship say relationship so that ought to tell you that your relationship with God is the most important: the time spent with the Lord. Amen. That's what's going to build you up to have a solid foundation, a solid trust. You know, the Bible says in the book of Galatians, and I'll take you there in a minute, that you know faith worketh by love. So you can't have an effective faith without love being in place for god because your 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 faith is built up in your belief in your trust in god and it 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 it, it takes your faith to 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 have a confident trust that is established in the love of god and the word of god that causes you to not be moved amen um there's a there's a i know i told you to turn to ephesians but there is a, a um, scripture that I like that it's found, um, it is found in Psalms 125.1. You can write it down if you want. One, uh, Psalms 125 verse 1 that says, those who trust in and rely, the Amplified Translation, Those who trust in and rely on the Lord with confident expectation are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but remain forever. Amen. The Bible says that the flowers fade, the the, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord remains forever. God and his word are one. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus and the word are one. And so the word of God is as good as God. Amen. And so the, flower, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And that is where we have to, our, our trust and our confidence has to be established upon the word of God. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so when we know what God's will is for our lives, faith begins where the will of God is known. And, and so when you know what God's will is for your life, then you have something to s- set yourself on. Apart from the word of God, you can't build upon anything. And so you must get God's will, which is God's word. Say God's will. It's God's word. So faith is going to begin where the will of God is known. Once you know for yourself what God's will is for you in whatever area of your life, it's gonna strengthen your faith and then when you continue in that faith when it becomes so real in you then you go, grow into a confident trust a, an expectation that causes you to not be moved and then when you get to that place you're solid you're you're bound to see the manifestation of God of whatever he says in his word amen and so that takes developing that takes developing and that is, that is what we, what we grow into. That is our aim. That is, we just don't, we just don't want to a, a feel good something. I just don't want the word of God to make you feel, feel, make me feel good or like to, it, it, to, it, it has to become life. It has to become what it is and nothing else. A- amen. So it's, it's empowering. The word of of God is alive, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, it's living and active. Amen. The word of God is God's breath. The God and the word are one, and so it's what built us and established us. The revelation of the word of God is light, and when when light is turned on, you can doubt what God has said. When When you can see something, that's why You gotta be willing to see what God is saying, because when you when you get to the point, I I heard what God said, but now I've seen what God is saying. You got a vision, you got a hope, you got an expectation that you know what God has said, and that is when it is empowering, because you not only heard what somebody say, I've seen what they're saying. Are you with me tonight? And when you see. Then you got vision. You got, a, you got an expected end. And that, that revelation is going to empower you. Say, it's going to empower me to not be movable, but to be solid and stand. And having done all, stand until, until it's manifested what you've already seen. So what you've already seen is not going to catch you by surprise. Though sometimes it still surprises us because God is so good, right? It's like, I knew I was going to do it, but man, I I just like, ah, it's just like, so in front of me now. And it's like, and so, so, I mean, we still like get surprised, but, but in reality, you, you can see it before you see it. And that is, that's how we're supposed to, we got to be, we got to be able to see it before we see it inside spiritually. I know what is that? Being convinced that what God said, it's yours. It's mine. And what is yours, you're not asking for anymore. What is yours, you're not trying to convince yourself it's yours anymore. It's mine. I got it. What God said, I got it. Why? Because God said so. Amen. And, and that, that's how God wants us. That is, that is confident trust. And then no matter what, because when the devil tries to come and steal it from you, don't let him. Amen. Do not fling away, therefore, your confident trust in God. for It's going to bring... A great recompense of reward. Amen. Your great recompense of reward is attached to your confident trust in God that is birthed out of your love for God. <laughs> Amen. I know God loves me. I know he got me. But it's not just like a, 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 a blank knowing, like a mind knowing. It's a spiritual knowing that is, that is founded on the word of God. I'm just trying to say, look, apart from this, you're kidding yourself. There's no solid nothing. Amen. Love for God and not love for his word. I don't know. Your love is fake. Because God and his word are one. Amen. And you got you to gotta be willing to, to, to love him. Let his love empower you to love his word. Amen. And so, okay. Then it says in the um, Passion Translation... 125 those who trust in the lord are unshakable as unmovable as mighty mount zion just as the mountains surround jerusalem so the lord the lord's wraparound presence surrounds his people protecting them now and forever say now and forever okay now let's go to ephesians three have you found it i gave you enough time hallelujah It says, beginning in verse, uh, let's do 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner men, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Say rooted and grounded. In what? love may be able, see you can't even be able unless you're rooted and grounded in the love of God, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height of his love. Amen. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus through all ages worldwide without end and everyone said amen Amen. now in in verse um, glory verse 17 in the passion it says then by constantly using your faith the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. The resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences. The great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measure that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you. Okay. So, I shared with you this morning what love looks like in this context. As sharing with you that love is the greatest, say the greatest, Greatest. of all spiritual virtues and a mystery which to the believer it's revealed. Once it's revealed, remember I said this morning, once it became real to me how much God loved me, it put an end to every struggle. It put an end to every stress. Because when my focus was was fixed in knowing how much God loved me, I knew that he was going to take care of me. I knew that he was with me. I knew that he had me. Amen. And so that had to become a revelation. And the Apostle Paul knew how important this is. And that is why he prayed. He prayed that that we may be enlightened and, and empowered by the revelation of God's love towards us. Amen. And so if... If we're going to operate in this love, then we got to see what even this love looks like in our lives. As I said this morning that you, too many people say, I love God, but there's no, there's no action. Are you with me? There's no, there's no, um, what'd you say? say Well, yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of other things. There's, there's. There's no pursuing of the Lord. It's like you I love God but nothing that you do is pursuing the Lord. Nothing you do is God first lifestyle. Nothing you do is kingdom priority. It's just I love God. You can ask how many people they love God and they love God. What God? The one that gave his life up for you? The one that is your Lord and your savior? you know, and so it's important, say it's important, because, you know, the, the question is, does God love me? The question is, do you love God? His love is not questionable. Hello? Amen? We, we his love is not questionable. We, he don't prove his love for us, and so we, it's our love. It's our love that, do we love God? Well, the first thing I said to you is that love can be defined as God first lifestyle. Say God first lifestyle. And that, I'm not going to get into it, but Matthew 22:36, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Upon this law hangs all the other commandments. Amen. And so if you, if you, if you, if you love God this way, then you're going to obey him in everything else. Amen. God first lifestyle means loving him more than anything. It means obeying him. Spirit, soul, and body. I know I love God, but I feel like doing this. Well, the strength of your love for God is always going to draw you in the right direction. Are you with me? The, the, the magnitude and the level of your love for God, it's always going to empower you. The spirit of love is going to empower you to say, yeah, I do feel like doing this, but I have to do what is right in the sight of the Lord because I love God. And it's, it's a pleasure. It's not a burden. I want to do what is right. I don't have to. I get to. Are you with me? I don't have to. When you love God, you don't have to do anything. You get to do what is right, Amen. And so the love of God in you is a—it's—it's—it's is, is, is power. It's power. You know, I was telling people, you know, I, there's a lot of things we love to do. I—I—I'm li- I, I, not—I I like to do a lot of things that it, they're not spiritual things. <laughs> Are you with me? And 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 they're just fun things, fun things. I like—I like to do fun things, but I—I—I I, I, I will never love those things, and put them over the Lord. No, there's nothing wrong with doing things you love. You should do things you enjoy, and you should do things that you love. But never, never, you got to draw a line that those things never takes God's place. And as a matter of fact, when you live a lifestyle that God first priority, you're always going to enjoy those other things even more. Because your priorities are straight. I'm telling you, there's going to be peace. There's not going to be no toil. It, 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 no, nothing. It's, it, 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 you know. So there's things we love. I love, I like to do a lot of things. But God first lifestyle. Well, you're a pastor. You're supposed to know. I, even before I was a pastor. Remember, the, my, the Lord changed my life in 2004. And it, it changed right there and then. And it's been God first lifestyle since then. Are you with me? So don't give me that. And so it's the God first life, lifestyle, loving God. How many of you love the Lord? God first lifestyle is loving God wholeheartedly. And it, it's not the organ heart, it's the spirit man that you love God so much that you're going to train that spirit man to govern. Govern your flesh. Govern your soulish realm. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. It's loving God with the, all your heart. It, it becomes a, do, God's love becomes a dominating love. And you're okay with that. Are you with me? You're okay with that. Hallelujah. A love inspired by his love for us. Whereby he gave his son for our sake. Let me say that again. The God, the love of God is defined as living a God first lifestyle. Loving God with all your heart. Say all your heart. All your heart. And, and, a, and, a, and it's a dominating love. A love, a love that is inspired by his love for us. The love, of, the love that we have is inspired by his love because he gave us his best. He gave us his best. And that, the love that he had for us inspires us, empowers us. God, you love me. You gave me your best. For God so loved the world that he gave. Why don't you say this? For God loved me that he gave. Personalize it amen. So number two was love is also a kingdom priority lifestyle. Matthew 6 seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. Jesus meant that we should seek first the advancement, say advancement, the promotion and the expansion of the kingdom in righteousness God's ways of doing things, putting God first, that doesn't mean um, neglecting everything else. Are you with me? It it means uh, uh, being citizens of the kingdom of God, operating in the kingdom power, in the spirit of power, in the calling that God has called you to, for the advancement of the kingdom of God and anything that has to do with the expansion and the advancement of the kingdom of God that's going to be a priority are you with me when we do this God says I will take care of you how many of you believe that how many of you has that been proven in your life amen and then number three The loving God is identifying with Jesus. Amen. I identify, who do you identify with, with Jesus? Amen. Not secretly. Not just in the church house. Openly, publicly, and unashamedly. Amen. Say openly, publicly, and unashamed. Glory to God. He is worthy. Amen. He is worthy. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Publicly identifying with Jesus and his word without any sense of shame. Wherever we find ourselves, say, I am not ashamed. Glory to God. Praise. David said, as I read to you this morning, it's worth repeating Psalms 119 verse 46, and David was known as a lover of God. A lover of God. How many of you want to known as a lover of God? Come on. Hallelujah. He said, "I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings, and I will not be ashamed." I will not be ashamed. Glory to God. Every time you've given the opportunity, when you come across somebody, testify of the goodness of God. After all, what God has done for you is not just for you. It's for you to tell somebody of the goodness of God. Amen. It's, it's for you to do unto others. The Bible says, freely you have received, freely give. Don't be a, 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 a glory hogger. <laughs> Tell somebody of the goodness of God. What God did for you, he'll do for somebody else. Amen. They're just Somebody's waiting for you to tell them that what God did in your life so that they'll know that God can do it for them too. But how will they know if you just stand there and look at him? God did that thing that they're needing, and you're just right there just looking at him. I'll pray for you. No, open your mouth, unashamed, and testify. Let me tell you what God did for me. Amen. Testify of the goodness of God. Let me tell you what the Lord did for me. And if he did it for me, he's not a respecter of person. He'll do it for you too. Amen. It don't matter if you just met the lady at Walmart or at the Tia Pancha or at the flea market, wherever. I told the lady, There's that, that's nothing for your son to bring your son home. That's nothing. We've seen it all the time. God is a good God. He's a faithful God. Hallelujah. It's nothing that your son is addicted to. To, to, uh, You know, alcohol, we've seen people set free all the time from uh, alcohol addiction. Amen. Hallelujah. If you know him, testify of his goodness. Glory to God. Say openly, publicly, and unashamed. I will identify with Jesus. Glory to God. Your identity is found in him. Before you are a plumber, you are a son of God. Amen. Before you are an electrician, you are a son of God. Your identity has to be primarily in Christ. I identify myself in him. I'm in him. Amen. When you keep that intact, in order, you're never going to lose out. Amen. I'm a daughter of the Most High God before I'm anything else. Hallelujah. You're a son of the Most High God before you're anything else. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, let's continue because I think that's all. See how fast I did that? And it took me an hour and a half this morning. I told Jared, how long did, am I going shorter now or longer? He played. He's, never mind. (laughs) Glory. Number four. How many of you love the Lord? I said, how many of you love the Lord? Glory to God. I know you do. Love is not just um, identified or can be defined as God first lifestyle, or kingdom priority lifestyle, or identifying with Jesus openly, publicly, and unashamed, but it's placing love, true love, real love of God in us, is placing God above all else. Say above all else. Say above, above. all else, above. All else. All. including self. Oh, yes. oh, Amen including self so real love and you might ask what's God love got to do absolutely everything but the love of God the love of God rebuke that because some of you are like she busted out with Tina Turner Say agape love. Where is perlita? (laughs) Well, then why is it quiet? Y'all say hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Love is placing God above all else, including self. Say including self. Let me break this down. Turn to Luke 14. Luke 14. Not luck. Luke. (laughs) It's not palms, it's psalms. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord, we lift your name on high. Lord, I lift it, sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. Then to earth to show the way to the cross. From the cross to the grave. From the grave to the cross. praise the Was that you Theodosia? <laughs> Look 14:26. 14:26. And I and I let, let me get it in this. I'm going to be ready to read it in 14:26. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you Lord Jesus. I have it in the okay, it says 1426. So what am I saying? Love is placing God above all else, including self. Luke 1426 says, Well, let's start at 25. And there went great and there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, Who's speaking here? Jesus, red letters. If any man come to me and hate not his father, and mother, and wife, and children, and brethren, and sisters, yeah, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And then it says, and whosoever do not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciples. Let me say something. Or let me read it also in the, I have it here on the message. Because I know some of you are looking at me funny. Say, what? Hate my mom? <laughs> All the moms are like. Well, we can't tear this out of the Bible, right? Jesus said it. It says in... um. In the message, it says, one day when a large group of people were walking along with him, Jesus turned and told them, anyone who comes to me but refuses to let go of father, mother, spouse, children, brothers, sisters, yes, even one's own self, can't be my disciples. Anyone who won't shoulder his own cross and follow behind me can be my disciples, now, what is love? Love is placing God above all else. Above all else, including self. Now, the word hate here, you got to understand what it means. It means to love less. To love less. Jesus demands. In this scripture, that our loyalty to and love for him be greater, say greater, greater, than every other attachment, even that of our own families. Do you know how many people are going to miss because they put their families before they do God? It's not family above God. It's God above everything, everyone, even us. Now, that, does that mean that you don't love your family? On the contrary, it means that you love them. It means that putting God first is going to be the best thing for your family. Are you with me? And so, it means you got to love God before you even love anybody. And that's not like, that's not a bad thing. Because when your love is right, it's not like, you know, you got to love your, your, your God before you, you love your spouse. Before you love your children. It's only when that love is in place that you're going to even be effective in your love for your spouse, for your children. You know, we, that world mentality, oh, my children come before anything, anybody, ever. And, and it's, it's, it, you should love your children enough to lead them by the love of God which is always going to draw them to the Lord, not push them away from the Lord. Many parents let their children drive them. I don't want to go. Well, we won't go. I don't want to go there. Well, we don't go there. And, and that, that's, that, that becomes their downfall. They let, you know, it, it, children first. I want to do this. I want to go here. I, no, we're going to church. No, we're doing it God's way. No, that's not pleasing to the Lord. That's love. Amen. It's quiet, but. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And so even my husband knows I love God more than I love him. But that that doesn't make me ugly. That there's, he knows there's no competition, but he loves God more than he loves me. What's the problem? There's no jealousy in that. You should be happy that your spouse loves God more than they love you. And that's not going to result in jealousy or like, or like fighting or like, unless you're married to Satan. I don't know. And if your husband is not there yet or your wife is not there yet, no, you didn't marry saying, okay? So, do you get what I'm saying? Jesus said, loving him above all else, even ourselves. Yeah, I want to do this, but I love God. The love of God is always going to empower us to do that, which is right. Amen. Amen. So is God over everything. Say God over everything. God over everything. Is God over everything. God comes first. His ways come first. And it's always going to be the right way. It's always going to be what is right. It doesn't matter who fights you, who doesn't agree. It is God number one. Amen. And you'll never go wrong putting God above all else. Are you with me? You're never going to go wrong. You think you're going to put God first and, and everything else is going to fall apart? Come on. No. So he wasn't saying hate your mother, hate your father, hate your brothers, hate your sisters. He says, love them less than me. Love me more than anything. Hallelujah. We love God more than anything. Hallelujah. He's worthy of it all. Amen. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you love the Lord? Even Jesus said, if you give up anything for me, anything for me. You know, the love of God cannot be compromised. You can't compromise the love of God. It's it's the way God says it. And it's good. Amen. He says, "If if you give up, Mothers, fathers, it, it doesn't mean start getting rid of everybody. It means love God more than anyone, anything. Do what is right because you love God, even if, whatever. And and, and Jesus said, you, anyone that gives up mother, father, brother, sisters, uh, cars, homes, whatever, he says, I will Give. I will repay them in this life. Say in this life. A hundredfold return. Hey, Perlita, I'm so glad you're here. I was just asking about you. <laughs> you know, they drive about an hour here. Yeah. Praise God. You always will. Amen. Hallelujah. So love, love is placing God above all else, including self. Amen. How many of you, and you should love yourself. You should love yourself. But God's love is greater. Don't love yourself enough to do what you want to do. Love yourself enough to do what God wants you to. Love God enough to do what He wants you to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you love the Lord? Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Number five loving God is loving what God loves. What does God love the most? Souls. Second Peter three nine. It says, Is this helping somebody? So you you, 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 you That's why you begin to identify, like, real love, even in the lives of people. But first, identify it in yourself. Amen. But then you, you begin to realize, the Bible says that even, listen, in the end times, which we are in the final hours, that there will be a people that love God with their mouths, but their hearts are far away from them, from him. That means they say, I love God. I love God. Where are you at? Now, it's not just because they're not here tonight. It's the, 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 the lifestyle. Amen. They love God with their mouths, but their hearts are far away from it. The Bible says it in the last days. There'll be a people that love God with their mouths, but their hearts will be far away from it. So, you know, it's cheap to say I love God, but there's no involvement in the kingdom of God. There is no uh, uh, God first lifestyle. There is no uh, kingdom priority expansion lifestyle. There is no putting God above else. You see them putting everybody above the things of the Lord, you know. And so, and they don't have a love, they say they love souls, but I I mean, have they ever want somebody to the Lord? Have they ever got involved in the harvest? I don't know. I don't know. But you know, there's a way that love looks like in a, in a, in an individual's life. So, and it's good so that, you know, not everybody says, I love God, loves God. Are you with me? And it's important because the people that, that, that you rub shoulders with, I hope there are people that truly love God. Are you with me? It's important. Porque se pega. I see it all the time. I love the Lord. I'm on fire for the Lord. You can't even get up for church. I see you giving all your attention. I see you giving all your attention. But when it comes to the things of God, you're nowhere to be found. But you love God. Stop saying you love God. You're a liar. I always people ask me, how do how do I know? Because well, we never mind. <laughs> Trying to help somebody. So 2 Peter 3 9 says, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise. Aren't you glad? As some people think, oh, we've been saying the Lord. I've been hearing that the Jesus is coming back since I was a little girl. And last week, I said this, and I was talking about, like, the rapture, like, uh, you know, I don't know if you, who were here, who was here last Sunday night, and I talked about how, you know, when we were little, my, they used to sit us down and have us watch movie of the rapture, scare the hell out of us, and never really changed. We were just now doing bad things scared, you know, because we didn't have the understanding. But I said that to say, because when, when... We, the only thing we used to think, oh, I want to get married. I want to have kids. You know, I want to, I want to, Jesus is going to come back. Like, you know, our, we used to get kissed at night and if we don't wake up to, like that. If you don't wake up, we'll see you in heaven. I was like, yeah. It's like, like that. <laughs> And so, but you know, God will give you the desires of your heart. Praise the Lord. (laughs) So, it, it says that he's not being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone. Listen, God doesn't want anyone to be destroyed but it wants everybody to repent. He's being patient so that people will have time to repent because he doesn't want nobody to be destroyed. Now, is everybody going to get saved? No. Why? Because there's people that literally w- are going to reject. They'll reject straight up. And, 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 and But on God's part, he's given us time. He says he doesn't want anybody to, why? Because he loves you. He loves souls. He loves people. Amen. And that should be in us. We shouldn't want nobody to be lost. Amen. We shouldn't want nobody to perish. And that's why we get involved. That's why we get activated in kingdom advancement. Amen. Because after all, that's all that's going to count at the end of the day. Amen. You can let people... Pull you away and those people are not even going to be there and they're the very reason why you know there's going to be tears wiped down from your eyes or you can let God be the one that draws you and everything that he loves make it your business and 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 there's going to be a great reward amen because all that we could take with us is souls are you with me say souls so loving God is loving what God loves, and God, God's greatest love is the salvation of souls. God's greatest love is the salvation of souls. You, I don't know if you can say I love God, but I don't love souls. I love God, but I don't love. Is the greatest? Isn't that the greatest feeling? Like the greatest reward is being a part of seeing lives change. When you leading somebody to Jesus is like the most rewarding, satisfying feeling ever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is you brought life, you brought light. You brought deliverance to somebody. Through the power of the gospel. Amen. It it it's it, it's a joy. It, it this, this is a, a church that loves souls. Hallelujah. We have people that moved here because where they were, they said they loved souls, but they never reached out. Never reached out. So that doesn't click, right? It does, it's not in order. Loving God is loving what God loves. And God's greatest love is the salvation of souls. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. We love him so much that we give. Freely we have received. Freely we give. Amen. Glory to God. God doesn't want anyone, the Bible says, to be destroyed. wants everyone to repent because he loves people. Amen. He loves people. He sent his son, his one and only son to save people. Hallelujah. How many of you are thankful for Jesus? So if I love God, I love souls. Amen. Wherever you go, you look at people and every opportunity you're given lead somebody to the Lord but I'm not just I'm shy well get over it do it anyways you're shy and you do other, a lot of other things that don't make you look like you're so shy like put a selfie of yourself you ain't that shy go lead somebody to Jesus if you were that shy you wouldn't be doing that why are people looking down I love you guys but this is the reality amen we can all lead somebody to Jesus glory to God we should all want it to be in us and don't give me the thing that you can't go to love in action there's people everywhere you go hallelujah winning souls is not just on Mondays there's people wherever you go amen amen Everybody can lead somebody to Jesus. It should be in all of us because we love God. God loves souls. He gave his son for souls. Amen. Hallelujah. Ask God to help you. Okay, you're shy. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that I have the spirit of boldness on the inside of me. I thank you, Father. Your word says in Acts 1.8, I shall receive power ability might strength. after that the holy ghost has come what do you think tongues is just to speak in tongues is to make you a witness go witness tell somebody about jesus be bold amen god will make you bold and and just do it just go do it what do they tell me no they're not telling you no they're rejecting jesus they're not rejecting you. They reject the Lord. But I promise you, more people will say yes than no. Because the harvest is ready. People are waiting for somebody to come and tell them. Hallelujah. Who has never won somebody to the Lord? No, don't raise your hand. But you love God. Amen. God will help you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Say, help us, Lord. Love souls like you love them. Romans 10. Thank you, Father. Well, that's just not for me, it's for everybody. We've all been given the ministry of reconciliation to tell people about Jesus. We've all been given the great commission. It wasn't the great suggestion. <laughs> it was the great commission. Amen. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, if the Lord tells me to go to China, start in your, the people you come across. There's people in your phone list that don't know about Jesus. There's people you talk to, and you don't even know if they're saved. Hallelujah. That's a way to start. Go down your list. You're going to find the primas, the primos, the tias. Hey, I just want to tell you, has anybody ever told you that God loves you, has a wonderful plan for your life? You can do it over the phone. Would you let me pray for you? People are ready. Trust me. Who's going to do it? Glory to God. Star evangelism week. (laughs) (laughs) Phone calls. Message. However... Just tell them about Jesus so that they come to the saving knowledge. Jesus, the Bible says that he wills that none shall perish, but they come to repentance. He's being patient. What a loving father. What a loving father. I said Romans 10, right? Hallelujah. It says, verse 14, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring the good news! Look at your feet, they're beautiful. (laughs) Hallelujah! How beautiful! are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news you're a messenger you're an ambassador come on of heaven and heaven backs you up hallelujah God is working in you telling people come 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 to God compelling them when we love God we are never ashamed of telling people about Jesus When we love God, we are never ashamed of telling people about Jesus. We might be nervous, but our love for God is going to empower us to open our mouth and say, man, has anybody told you that God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life? Isn't it crazy that even to now, there's people that you encounter when you tell them, they're like, nobody has ever told me. I think that is like the saddest thing, but yet you're so glad that you didn't miss that one, right? Because it's like, how can people not know that God loves them but yet you arrived at the right time and you had the privilege of telling them God loves you I'm here to tell you God loves you and they're like (laughs) hallelujah praise the Lord glory be to God you tell them God loves you don't be ashamed ask God to give you the spirit of boldness Amen. The spirit of boldness. Even the in, in, in Acts chapter 4, the Bible says that when they were together, they prayed. They said, Lord, give us the freedom of utterance to proclaim your gospel and give us a boldness. And the Bible says that the place shook and they were empowered, refilled with the Holy Spirit. And they went and preached the word of God with boldness, with boldness. Ask God to give you boldness in Jesus' name and then do it because you got to move your feet. Amen. You got to go. Be bold. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's, Let's continue. What time is it? 7.29. So our choice to... Love is empowered by the Holy Ghost. This is not just like an, a, a, an emotional love. This is not just like, you know, an emotional love. Our, the love of God it has been, it, it, look, go to Romans 5.5. 5. Romans 5.5. 5. So our choice to love is empowered by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so in Romans five five, it says, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. He's the best thing that ever happened to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's begin in verse 1. Man, but it's just so good. Let's see. Romans 5, have you found it? I know you have, I'm just, I'm just here, glory to God, praise the name of the Lord, Jesus, wonderful Jesus, Wonderful Savior. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2, by whom also we have access by faith into the grace, and this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing, say, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. And patience experience and experience hope and then it says and hope and hope make it not a shame because say because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us let me read this to you in um In the NLT, it says, in this hope, well, it says, we can rejoice too, verse 3, when we run into problems and trials. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. See, you can rejoice. You're going through something. You can rejoice. For we know that they help us develop endurance. So trials and problems can be to your advantage. Because it helps develop your endurance. Now you don't give credit to the problem. It's your faith in God through. That is proven real through the, the problems and the trials. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strength of confidence. Hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. This hope, which is an expectation, your hope is an expectation of what God has shown you. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. Why? Because we know how dearly God loves us. Because he has given us The Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So the love of God that has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit assures us that what we expect from God, no matter what is happening, we're going to see manifest. We're going to see manifest. Amen. What gives us the assurance? The love of God. The love of God gives us the assurance that we're not going to be disappointed, that we're not going to be put to shame, but that what we hope of the Lord, what we expect of the Lord, it shall be because we know that God loves us. Because his love has been shed abroad In our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So this love that we operate in is is the love of God. It's a love that empowers us through it all. Say through it all. And in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, timidity, uh, cowardness, but God has given us the spirit of power, spirit of love and of a sound mind so the spirit of love God has given us by the Holy Spirit and the spirit of love empowers us and assures us assures us that we're not going to be disappointed and we're not going to be put to shame of what of your expectation of the Lord of your expectation of the Lord you're not going to be disappointed And you're not going to be ashamed because the love of God in you that comes from God assures you and empowers you that no matter what happens, I'm going to see the glory of God. That is why, that's why that this love is what empowers you that through trials, problems, tribulations, you still rejoice. You still rejoice. How? by the empowerment of God's love. I know God loves me. I know because he loves me, he takes care of me. I know because God loves me, and He's a loving Father, and I know what my expectation is of the Lord because I've got it through His Word. I know that I'm not going to be put to shame. I know that I'm not going to be disappointed. I know that this this is not going to be unto my shame. It's going to be unto the glory of God. It might look like I'm being shamed. It might look like you know. It might look like a certain thing, but my focus is not on that. My focus is on the love that God has for me. And it assures me that it's going to end for the glory of God. That's why don't get, the love of God will empower you to not be moved. To not be moved. To not lose your witness. To not lose your confession. To not lose your consistency, your steadfastness. You're going to keep on in your faithfulness to God. Because the love of God assures you. Hallelujah. Come on, how many of you love the Lord? I know you do. Glory be to God. Number six. Let's continue. It says, what am I talking about here? What the love of God looks like from us to him. Our love for God empowers us. Our love for, our love for God empowers us to be stable, consistent, and continue." if that's a word stable consistent and con- having continuity constant con- that miss <laughs> elizabeth correct me to the point to the point amen to the point where we are immovable and always, say always, always, abounding in our love and work for God. That's what the love of God empowers us to be stable, consistent, and that continuity to the point where we are immovable always abounding in our love and work for God. Turn to 1 Corinthians 15. I'm backing all these up with scriptures. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And And I like this one in the amplified. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. How many of you love the Lord? the Lord will help you. Amen. It says, praise the Lord. We'll go to 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory as conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, before the Apostle Paul said this he was talking about when we're going to receive our our glorified bodies amen when we're going to be taken up and when we're going to receive our glorified bodies he was talking about eternity oh death where is your strength The the dead in rise the dead in Christ shall rise Amen. The trumpet's going to blow and we're going to receive glorified bodies and we're going to see for how we really are. And then he says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory as conquers through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says this scripture, therefore, after he talked about that, he said, therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord. It says always doing your best and doing more than is needed. Don't just barely do enough to get by. Ah uh, always doing your best and doing more than is needed being continually aware that your labor even to the point of exhaust exhaust What does that mean You're like, I'm tired right now. You're doing a good job. (laughs) Giving it your all. You can't work your secular job harder than for the kingdom of God. You can't have the spirit of excellence in your job. And when it comes to the kingdom of God, you're sloppy. And you want God's best. We don't have to do anything for God. We get to. We get to. Are you with me? We get to. Even to the point of exhaustion in the Lord, in the Lord, is not futile, which means ineffective, nor wasted. It is never without purpose. Nothing you do for the Lord is ineffective or wasted. It is never without purpose. Isn't that powerful? Let me read the other translation. The classic. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast. Steadfast. Be firm, steadfast. That word Steadfast means fixed in direction, steadily directed, firm in purpose, unwavering, firmly established, firmly fixed in place or position, faithful, which is full of faith in God, dedicated, abiding, single-minded. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing, say knowing, and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile it is never wasted or to no purpose nothing you do for the kingdom of God I want to tell you that it's of no it's it's not ineffective it's very much effective and 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 God knows and he sees even what other people don't see that you do are you with me and that's all that matters And nothing, you can never do anything for the Lord, and it's going to go unnoticed by him. Amen. So our love for God empowers us to be stable, consistent, and that other word. To the point that we are immovable, always abounding in our love and work for our God. We are enthusiastic, excited. Amen. Say, I don't have to do it. I get to do it. it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you are thankful that you get to serve the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Psalms 91, Psalms 91. Psalms 91. There's joy in the house of the Lord. That's been like our theme song Sunday nights. So y'all get ready. Psalms nine ninety one fourteen, in the Passion Translation, it says, For here's what the Lord has spoken to me, because you love me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. Praise the Lord. He says, I will answer your cry for help every time you pray. And you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you. For you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. That's what loving God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, loving your neighbor as you love yourself will get you. God will take care of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God because you loved me. So, if our love is intact, God's protection is there. You don't got to wonder. About your future. You don't got to wonder about your tomorrow. Because you know who holds your tomorrow and your future. Amen. And his love has assured you that it's all going to be well with you. In the name of Jesus. Number seven. How many of you love the Lord? Amen. You know how I know you do? Because you love his house. Amen. Love for God is loving his house. And yes, it's talking about the church. Amen. I know you are the dwelling place of the Lord, but it's talking about the the, the church. Say the church. The physical church. David, the lover of the Lord said in Psalms 122 verse 1, I was glad when they said unto me, how many of you were glad when they said unto you? You know, when you stop losing your entrance for the house of the Lord, check your love level. Not that anybody here, because you, you're here. You know, but if you've been there, you know that it's, 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 not, a, it's not in place. Your, your love is not in place because David said, I was glad unto me when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Don't ever lose your excitement for the house of the Lord. Amen. Right. Start getting excited when the day is approaching. When you find yourself saying, "Oh, it is Wednesday." <laughs> Sunday. Ah. <laughs> no oh. Then shake yourself and say, "What am I what? I always tell people, you know, when you used to go to the club, you started at home. You started getting ready at home. You started getting hyped at home. It has to be no difference for the house of the Lord. Start praying worship. Praise the Lord. We're going to go to the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to go praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm going to go see my brothers and sisters. Not, uh She better not say hi to me. He better not look this way. Can't wait till it's over. Stay excited, amen. How many of you love the Lord? How many of you love his house? How many of you are thankful for this place of grace? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Psalms 84. Glory to God. Well, you're saying if I don't go to church, I don't love God? I'm saying David was a lover of the Lord, and he loved the Lord. I'm saying that Jesus said that the, 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 uh, the uh, a zeal for the Lord's house consumes me. He loved the, ha- the house, the, 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 the synagogue. He loved it. He went to church. A servant is not greater than his master. As Jesus is, so are we. It's important. I mean, I'm talking to people that know already. But it's a, it, to safeguard your faith. Keep excited about the house of the Lord. There's been times in, 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 in you know, that you, you for whatever reason, you know, you're excited and then you're not so excited. But stay excited. Your spirit governs your flesh, your will, and your emotions. And... Oh, we, we're, we're, we're going to go excited. Praise the Lord. We're going to give it our all. We're not just going to barely praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to worship him. We're going to enjoy the presence of God. Hallelujah. If, if God does anything, he's going to do it through me. Praise the Lord. Because powerful things happen when precious life faith comes together. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Psalms eighty-four. It says, and I, and I have it here. And um, well, I don't have it in, in in. It says here, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of heaven's army? I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. With my whole being, my body and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Even the sparrows find a home, and the swallow builds her nest and raises her young at a place near your altar. O Lord of heaven's army, my King and my God, what joy for those who can live in your house, always singing your praises. Say, what joy? joy. Let's just keep reading. What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. When they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They will continue to grow stronger and stronger. Hallelujah. They will continue to grow stronger, and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. And then it says in verse 10, a single day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Isn't that awesome? A single day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. And then he said this, I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God, they then live the good life in the homes of the wicked. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. You can't go wrong loving God. With all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. Putting him above all else. God first lifestyle. Kingdom advancement priority. Loving souls. Loving the house of God. Amen. Amen. Psalms 92.13 in the Amplified. I like hearing pages lip. It says here, verse 12, but the God, uh, 92 verse 12, in the NLT I have it here. But the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. Hallelujah. They will remain vital and green. They will declare the Lord is just. He is my rock. There is no evil in him. Now the Amplified says, because I have it on here. It says, verse 13. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. Say planted. planted. Where? In the house. the house of the Lord. What is, what is it for us? We will flourish in the courts of our God growing in grace, which is growing in empowerment to do the things that God has called us to do. They will still thrive and bear fruit and prosper in old age. This is our guarantee, amen. They will flourish and be vital and fresh, rich in trust and love and contentment. They are living memorials to declare that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. They're going to look at you and be, God sure is faithful. He sure has kept his word. Amen. He's kept his promises. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Praise the Lord. Say for the, for the lord's house and this is the lord's house amen, amen. hallelujah jesus is the head of this church yeah. he is the chief pastor yeah. amen. amen we're just under shepherds glory to god let me just finish here how great is the virtue of love i mentioned some of this earlier In 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it says, And now abided faith, hope, and love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. The Bible says that faith is going to do away with, hope is going to do away with, tongues is going to do away with, prophecy is going to do away with, but the one that it's going to last forever is love. Love is the greatest of all. Amen. Amen. So the Bible refers to love as the greatest, say the greatest, Greatest. which means it is greater than faith and greater than hope. That's why the Bible says in Galatians 5, 6, but faith worketh by love. Faith worketh by love. Glory to God. Our faith is empowered by the love of God. It gives us a confidence assurance that all things are possible to him that believe. Amen. Even in, if you take the time to read 1 Corinthians 13 on your own where it talks about love. You know, if, if you have faith that moves mountains but you have no love, you have nothing. You know, if you give your money to the poor and have no love, you, there's people that think that they love God because they, they give here and there. But in reality, Jesus said, why do you say you love me and you don't do what I say? And in reality, their giving makes them feel, makes them feel good. But th- that doesn't mean that they love God just because they help the poor. A- a- loving God is obeying him yeah. loving him with all your heart all your soul and all your strength amen, amen. hallelujah yeah. and so he says if you give your money to the poor and you have no and you have no love you have nothing you can prophesy but if you have no love you have nothing and then you and it goes on to to talk about love you should read it yeah. read it husband and wife together It'll do something. Praise the Lord. So love is the greatest. God is love. Amen. And his love has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Now let me leave you with this. Fourth closing. Love is failure proof. You can't fail with God's love operating in your life. 1 Corinthians 13.8 says, love never fails. Love never fails. The Bible also says, love conquers all. So if you want to win, release the love of God. Into whatever situation. Release obedience to the Lord into whatever situation. And you'll never fail. You'll conquer every time. In the name of Jesus. You know why love never fails? Because it's the love of God. And God never fails. Amen. Now the love of God in you may be challenged but it will always end up triumphant. That's why you hear this saying that it's scriptural to be challenged, but it's unscriptural to be defeated when the love of God is intact. When you love God the way we're describing it or the way the word of God describes it that it should look like, we may be challenged, But we don't ever have to be defeated. We can go through things, but we're just going through them. They didn't come to stay or they didn't come. Even though they came to try to take us out, it can't. Because the love of God in me can't fail. It never fails. It can't be defeated. It conquers all. And as long as I stay in love, I stay in victory. So what came to try to take me, it came to challenge the love of God in me, but it can't defeat me. You can be challenged, and it's scriptural that you will go through some things, but it's unscriptural that you'll be defeated when you the love of God is in your life. Because love never fails. Love conquers all. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank him for his love. Thank him for his love. Thank him for his love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. You might say, I want, I want a love like that. You can. Am I hearing piano music? <laughs> what was that? Really? Praise the Lord. I thought Georgie was already like, you're over there. (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord. God will help you. Amen. God will help you. God will help you and make his love real on the inside of you. God will make his love real in you. And that's what the Apostle Paul prayed, that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened, that we may come to know the hope of this calling, that we may come to know the love of God, how deep, how wide, how everything the love of God is. Amen. The love of God will protect you. The love of God will give you victory every time. Hallelujah. He says, those that set their love upon me, I will protect. Hallelujah. Just thank him for his love tonight. Just Take a moment and thank Him for His love. Thank Him for the power of love. Thank Him for the power of His love in your life. Thank Him that He's not giving you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love. Thank Him that He makes His love real in your life. Tell Him tonight, Lord, make your love a living reality in my life. Father, let me see that love with the eyes of the Spirit, that I may be empowered to obey you, that I may be empowered, to be stable, consistent, Lord, always abounding in you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, make me an addicted lover of you, Lord, intoxicate me in your love, Lord, where nothing else matters, Lord, but you, in the name of Jesus, tell, come on, ask him tonight, Lord, I want to love you, like you have loved me make your love a living reality thank you for shutting our lo- your love in our hearts by your holy spirit just thank him open your mouth tonight thank him open your mouth tonight and thank him for his love thank him that his love has kept you thank him that his love has given you the victory thank him that love that he has loved you with that he gave you his best if he gave you his best will he not along with him give you everything else Come on, put your faith in the love of the Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. His love is our assurance that all shall be well with us. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Father, for your love. We thank you for your protection. We thank you, Father, that your love is made real. It's made manifest in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we are operating in our first love. That we are operating in our first love in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that we love everything you love. We love righteousness, Father. We love holiness. We love your word, Lord. Oh, we love you above all else above all else, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that your love has been poured in our hearts by your Holy Spirit, and your love assures us that we won't be put to shame, Lord, that we will not be disappointed, but we, we will see our expected end we will see our expectation Lord that we have of you and your love assures us Lord thank you for being such a merciful father thank you for your loving kindness oh as your word says the steadfastness of the Lord never ceases thank you for loving us first Lord thank you father you are worthy Lord you are worthy Thank you that your love makes us bold and we will not compromise our love for you, for anything or anyone in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord. Fill your people afresh and anew. Come on, just right where you're at, just lift up your hands and let the Lord fill you afresh and anew of his spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for the reign of heaven, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your love. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Ramahandara Vashtiriya Vasandara. Oh, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you, Father, that you enlighten us. Thank you for the spirit of revelation and wisdom, Lord. Thank you for the spirit of love operating in our lives. Father, we want to please you. We want to please you, Lord. And Father, faith worketh by love. And we thank you, Lord, that our love for you is in place is in place Lord and it empowers us to have a confident trust reliance in you above anything else Lord you are our source you are the fountain of life you are the giver of life and we love you Lord there is none like you there is none like you Lord make your love father real in us in the name of Jesus thank you Lord that we will never get away from our first love that we will never get away from our first love which is you Lord we'll never stop being as excited as we were ever father when we first when you we first encountered you when you changed our lives, when we encountered your grace and your mercy and your love and kindness, it swept us off our feet, Lord. It changed our lives. Father, we will never, never love you with reservation, Lord. We surrender our all to you, Lord. We give you our all. For you gave us everything, Lord. Eh, we give you everything, Lord that we are we surrender everything that we are unto you in the name of Jesus spirit soul and body thank you father for the spirit of love working upon our lives that is going to empower us to always do what is right in your sight Lord in the name of Jesus and we'll do it with joy willing and obedient Lord willing and obedient lord willing and obedient not just obedient but we are willing and obedient willing and obedient we will lord to obey you we want to we get to you are so awesome lord you are so wonderful thank you father thank you for each and every person that is here tonight lord I thank you that you will continue to manifest your goodness upon their lives, Lord. As they honor you, Father, continue to honor them. As they esteem you highly, Lord, I pray that you will anoint them above their fellow brethren, Lord, with the oil of gladness, with the oil of joy, in the name of Jesus. For you say, those that esteem you highly, Lord, you will honor them, and you will anoint them above, Lord. Let them stand out. Let them stand out. Let your light in them shine bright, Lord. Let them stand out, Lord, that when, Father, your favor is upon them. Your favor is upon them. Wherever they go, they stand out. There is a difference, Father. Your presence in them, your love in them will cause them to stand out apart from others. Father, they'll get favored wherever they go. And they'll know it's because of you, Father, because they've honored you, Lord. And they've put you above all, Lord, in the name of Jesus.